We really like working with clients who want to meet their purpose, grow their purpose in anything where marketing can add to people's quality of life or, as we say, marketing for good. Welcome to Marketing for Good. In this episode, we sit down with Stephen Moyer, director of Moyer Group, a Sydney-based accounting and finance recruitment firm who are on the mission to bring work and life back into alignment. They also happen to be an amazing client of ours. Prior to establishing Moyer Group, Stephen spent 17 years with a leading international recruitment firm. He progressed through the business and was managing director for the operations in Australia. He left to establish Moyer Group in early 2007. Stephen firmly believes that work is a big part of people's lives and that having a satisfying job is a big part of having a fulfilling life. Stephen has had great success in delivering on this belief. He stands by Moyer Group's values of care, partnership, rigor, persistence, and passion, and they underpin everything that he does. From the content that Moyer Group produces to the internal communications amongst staff, this is not just your average recruitment firm. Leading with their purpose and values wholeheartedly, Moyer Group is paving the way for the future of recruitment, finance, and business as we know it. On behalf of the Juntos Marketing team, we would like to warmly welcome you to this episode of Marketing for Good. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to our special guest, Stephen Moyer from Moyer Group. Thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time on our podcast. Uh, so the first thing I wanted to ask you was, could you tell us a little bit about your business, what you do, um, about when you started and your typical services and clients? Well, thank you, Carolyn, and thank you to the Gentos team. Nice to be here. Um, so in terms of our business, so our business is called Moya Group. Um, we're a specialist um, accounting and finance recruitment company, and we recruit um, all roles from sort of assistant accountant level right through to CFO. So pretty much most roles that you would see within a finance team. Um, and then there's a lot of diverse roles within that. So sort of a lot of analytical roles, strategy, tax, and all those kind of things. Uh, I started the company in um, 2007, just before the GFC. It was about three or four months before the GFC um, and started just myself. And now we're a team of about 20. Um, and I suppose, you know, through that period, we've seen a lot of different cycles and um, uh, and I suppose, you know, we're going to talk about the purpose in a minute, but that's really been the, the key behind everything we've done comes back to, to our purpose. Thank you. That's a good segue to ask you, um, just before we get into the detail, a little bit about your impressions of what's happening in the market at the moment. Obviously, you're, you're pretty close to the economic and commercial coalface um, with your work. Um, we know that you work across business, executive, not-for-profit and government. So what are the key themes you're seeing happening in the market at the moment? Yeah, it's really interesting times at the moment, I think. And here we are, you know, sort of eight days before the federal election in 2022. And I think it's, you know, if I look ahead, and, and I was talking to a CFO of a business just now, and, and we were sort of in alignment here, you know, on, on one hand, you've got low unemployment, which is really strong you know so if i just put our employment hat on um you know unemployment at sort of four percent of going you know, that is is very strong for our business and for the economy generally but i do think there's a disconnect so when you look at the the broader economy so whilst unemployment's very low i think there are a lot of challenges um, globally and particularly locally for the australian economy that are going to be coming through the rest of this year and into next year so um on the one hand yes unemployment low that's good 
but I think there's um, it's not as positive as a lot of people are talking about in terms of the broader economy, interest rates, um, and just generally, I think a lot of companies there's a mixture. Some companies are doing quite well; other companies are still really struggling. So it's a it's a it's a funny time in that regard, and I think there's um, quite a few challenges you know, coming down the tracks, basically. I suppose um, you know when you say that you're sort of thinking about post-pandemic or second stage of pandemic where we're learning to live with it, some of the instability in Europe, Ukraine, um, the, the inflation rates, some of those bigger macro things. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, if you look at Australia, then the amount of government spending, you know, that that's um, that's not, not sustainable. I think interest rates uh, and there'll be further interest rate rises is definitely going to have an impact. Um, so... Uh, you know, I think I think there's lots of those things. You know, and, and in a funny in a funny way, companies can't get enough staff. So there are there are uh, even you know businesses that are sort of doing okay. They they still can't expand and grow because they just they can't find the staff. That's a really big issue right across, pretty much in every you know employment category. Um, and then I suppose if I look at what we do, we're in white collar, and white collar typically I think has been pretty good over the last few years it hasn't necessarily been nearly as badly as affected as um you know other parts of the economy so you know it's easier to work remotely um you know all those kind of things so in terms of i suppose that's that that little part of um the employment market the white collar market i think will still be pretty good but i think more broadly it, it probably won't be as strong that's really interesting mm. so um You've mentioned your purpose a couple of times. So tell us a little bit about what your purpose is as a business and how you feel having a strong purpose adds value to the business. Well, I think so in terms of, um, I suppose, what what Moya Group does and what I've done, I've I've worked in recruitment all of my career. um, And I previously um, used to work for a big multinational recruitment company and ended up running their operations in Australia. And what I found there was that um, I really enjoyed it. I was with them for a long time and I really enjoyed it. But uh, ultimately, I was running a country that then reported to the head office overseas. And really, my role was to manage, you know, the the, the annual budget, um, the the revenue, performance, profit, all that type of stuff and, and the people. And what I found in that role was that I didn't really have complete control over the purpose and values. Um, and therefore, um, you know, when I went out and set up my own business, um, being very clear on what our purpose is and then the values that come off that was absolutely critical to me in terms of um, setting that business up. And you know, probably the, the thing I reflect back on, you know, my business has been going 15 years now. The thing I'm most proud of is that you, know, you have an idea and a thought and it starts around that purpose and that here we are 15 years later and you know it's not always been done it you know well and stuff but i think in the main we have and we're, we we have a very clear purpose and then we've built our business around that purpose and that's i'm very proud of that um so our purpose is um satisfying job fulfilling life and if you think about what we do we're a recruitment company we help people find a role so um, most of most recruitment companies focus on the clients, um, so the people that pay their bills. Um, within our business, we focus more on the candidates, so it's the people that are looking for a role. Um, and we've consciously done that, and our purpose ties into that. So satisfying job, fulfilling life, everybody can understand. Everybody's been in a situation where they've had a bad boss, 
they think they might lose their job, um, they're in an environment they're not suited to, whatever it is. Um, and so a satisfying job, and so being in an environment where you are um, engaged, you feel that it's a safe environment for you to speak up, actually has a big impact on the whole of your life. And so that's, that's what our purpose is, is to make sure that we support people to find a satisfying job and therefore that we have a big impact on their life generally. And what that has meant is that we've built long-term relationships um, with our candidate community. They then become our clients, they become our candidates again, and you, you build a very nice sense of trust with those people because um, when they're at a point where as a candidate, when they're looking for something new or they're very unsure or then they're not happy where they are, that we we spend the time and we do all the little things really well. And then that's a very, for me, that's a really nice way to work. And I, I enjoy that very much. And that's why I still, after all these years, love doing what I do. Mm. Mm, that's great. Did you see that there was um, a gap in the market when you were kind of thinking about the direction you wanted to take your own business, Stephen? Did you see that there was a bit of a need for this kind of ethos in the recruitment sector? It wasn't. Yeah, I did actually. I'm sorry. I think it was, um, you know, a lot of recruitment companies can be very transactional. It's a transaction in time. We've got a role, we find somebody, and then you move on. So by focusing on the candidate and everything we've then done, so all of our marketing and everything comes back to that and the different providing really good quality support and advice to people at different levels and stages in their careers. Um, then you can demonstrate that level of care and you build up that trust. So, yeah, I, I do. Th- I, and I did think there was a gap there. But at the same time, it's, I suppose it's how I like to do things. I think it's sort of, um, you know, it, it, that by doing that really well, you um, basically become that trusted partner that then drives the, the profit of the business. So it's a very nice way to do it rather than putting the, the profit first and then everything else flowing from that. And how's that played out? I mean, it's very, it, it's um, a great story for candidates to be in the centre of the business mm. always and, and you can definitely see how that your purpose makes sense to them and, and um, resonates. How does it play out in, from an internal point of view, your own staff? Yeah, in terms of how we look after our staff? Yeah, and how you live the purpose or the role the purpose has for them. Yeah, well, and that's just a really important point, actually. So um, for the first few years, we were very focused externally. Then I realised that we, you know, it's just as important internally with our team. So um, we spend a lot of time talking about what that looks like internally in terms of the way we um, support each other. And I suppose, you know, we, we have a, um, uh, and Gentle's helped us with this a lot, um, a concept of what we call the, the, the Moya Group wheel. Um, and right at the centre of that is our purpose. And then there's an inner wheel and it has three segments. And, and uh, one segment is around what we call one team, which is the collective, how we work together. Um, the second area is around our values. So our values link into this um, very strongly. And we have um, five values and particularly our value of care is the one that's most important. And that means doing all the little things really well. Um, and then the third one, is what we call time to fly. And, and that really means psychological safety. So creating a safe environment where people can speak up, be themselves and feel comfortable doing that. And that's been an area that we've really focused on too. So I think you know internally, we're very strong in those areas, but that the one around psychological safety 
um, to me is really, really key because if you create an environment internally where people will speak up, will, will um, you know, you create a flat structure, it's not hierarchical, then the business flourishes, each individual flourishes and, and you hear great ideas and uh, it's a nice environment to be in. So that's how we've done it. Thanks, um, Stephen. So it's um, interesting you mentioned the wheel. So um, our role when we worked with you was in, in bringing that, you had all the pieces that you knew you wanted to have in the wheel, but it was about communicating it in a visual way and an easy to understand way to your staff um, and, and bringing that idea to life in a range of visual formats. Um, and that obviously, you know, required an investment from your side to do that well. Um, what, what was it that made it worth, worthwhile for you to invest in internal communications and, and your internal staff? Well, I think, I mean, firstly, it was a recommendation from, from yourselves at Juntos, um, which was excellent, and I was you know, very grateful for that. I think, um, you know, uh, probably, again, in the early years when you're building a business, you're very externally focused. You've got to get it off the ground and all that. And then, you know, what I've realised is that, um, you know, if you spend a good amount of time looking internally and supporting your team and making sure that the culture is strong internally, um, where you're going is very clearly defined, etc., you know, that is just as important, if not more important. So I suppose, you know, um, it's interesting, because like, I often look at this the wheel that we put together, and there's so much time and thought that's gone into it to just see, you know, and I look at it sometimes, uh, is that it? You know, there's that just that one page, you know, given everything that went into it. But I think there's a lot in being able to distill something down really clearly and succinctly that um, then becomes a very, everybody in the business understands and you can take people with you on that. So I'm really pleased with it because um, there's all, there's lots in there, but it's very clear. And so to me, um, we, we rolled this out early, I think it was last year, it's, it's, it's very important. And when we're looking at bringing new people in, when we're doing a lot of our training that we um, do internally, we try and tie everything back to the wheel so that it's very consistent. Everybody understands what each part of the wheel means and, and doesn't mean that everybody's strong in each area, but everybody can play their part and creating momentum in that wheel is, is how we are continuing to grow. I'll just jump in there as well, Stephen, because obviously I was I was working quite closely on this piece. But um, you know, I think often with these um, strategies and ideas, they come down from the top, and there's a lot of passion there and a lot of drive. But in terms of actually bringing them to life in a way that actually engages people and really kind of sparks their interest, yeah. I think that's where these kind of marketing communications can really kind of help just to. Yeah, get that engagement, you know. So it's I, I think we kind of showed a side by side, which was the original drawing. So you had that concept very clearly in your mind, Stephen, but it was just kind of a very simple circular image. And I think by engaging us and getting sort of the design and the thought just to kind of bring it to life a bit more, I think that was the thing that really helped you sell it in to everybody and for them to kind of have that aha moment and to sort of be on the same page as you. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Sarah. And I think... You know, I think also just being prepared, I'm very pleased that we did this where we um, we invested in the internal communication, you know. Um, you, sometimes you can think, well, 
where's the immediate return on that? You know, whereas if you're investing in the communication to clients, for example, candidates, you can see that more tangibly. But we've had a fabulous return on this, and it's really a very clear demonstration of where our business is going. And that's what I like so much about it as well, and the part that everybody can play, which is really important. I think if I can just add to it puts you ahead of all of these other companies who are essentially like putting lipstick on a pig in a way they're kind of saying that they have these um, internal relationships and they've built these and done this thought and these thinkings but you can see where that internal infrastructure is just crumbles when there's a little bit of pressure because they actually haven't done that thought that you've done and gone through those steps and you know talked with your your team it's yeah it's you're, you're way ahead I think of a lot of companies that uh, at least I'm familiar with uh, yeah it's great thank you and I think that's right I think once you're once you have something that's very clear and robust like this you know um you can you look to the medium term a lot easier and therefore you can deal with some of the short-term challenges that you face you don't make short-term decisions um, so when we invest, when we look at um, bringing new people into the business, you know, all of these things we can bring back to the wheel and where we're going in the medium term as a business. And that's, I, I, it keeps things very grounded and very, you, you've got a, a nice, clear, stable kind of sense of where we're going. Do you know what I mean? Which is, we're not just reacting to events that are happening in the short term. Yeah. Really good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The other thing I would sort of comment is that, Something like that that's on one page can be deceptive. It can look very simple, mm. but that's actually the hardest thing in the world to mm. distill complex messages into one page that everybody can understand. So um, yeah, it's great to hear that you feel like you're getting traction with it. Oh, it's fantastic. And, and I think the other thing with, with putting a lot of thought into something, people see that, you know, they... It's even though it's one page, you know, every word means something, every part of it means something. And, you know, I've, I've got a very nice narrative I've built up around it as well, which, um, you know, it is impressive when people hear it. They, they go, well, this, you know, this is a business that's well thought through. They, they know where they're going. And that's nice for everyone, really. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so when you think more broadly about um, being a business that's very much um, focused on your purpose and driven by your purpose. Are there any challenges that you've experienced from a commercial point of view trying to have that balance? In what sort of regard do you think? Well, is there work that you've had to turn down or um, decisions you've had to make in the short term that might have been harder commercially in order to stay true to your purpose? Definitely. And I think, I think there's two sides to this. One is external, one's internal. Um, so I think externally, um, as our business is growing, we are we're very strong around environmental social governance, so the, the whole ESG area. So we are very much looking at the clients we work with through that lens. And there are now organisations that um, we don't work with that are maybe not um, aligned with us in that regard. Um, and I think also with our with our purpose, the, the, our values are intrinsically aligned. So we've got these five values. And one of the values, for example, is partnership. So um, if we feel that there is no partnership with our clients or our candidates or whoever we're partnering with, then we will pull back from that. So we do make all our de um, decisions through the lens of our purpose and our values. So often if one of my team come to me and say, you know, if they've got a query, 
I'll ask them what they think the answer should be. And really, they're, they're, we're pretty well thought through on this now. They, they will have looked it through our purpose and values. And if it's the answer is always there. So what, what that means is you make good, consistent decisions because you have a clear purpose and values. So that's been really, really good. And we've come a long way as a business um, on that. So that's external. Um, internal, you know, I think it's an ongoing challenge. So I found when I started the business, you know, you, you've just got to get it off the ground. So you just, you've got to get going, you know, and, and therefore you have different people in your business at different stages of your growth and evolution as a business. And, you know, through COVID, we made a few changes to our team, um, which was a function of that. They were excellent people, but maybe you know, it was time that those people moved on and other people came into the business who were um, maybe more aligned with where our business was going going forward. So that's an ongoing thing. And now, you know, when we recruit people into our business, I meet them first off, um, uh, always um, the first meetings with me rather than the last meeting. And I always ask them, my whole interview is based around our purpose and values. And um, if, if that's not a, there's not alignment there, then they don't go through our, our process any further. So um, that's so internally, all our decision making in terms of who joins our team, what we do, how we work with each other comes back to our purpose and values too. That's really interesting because I think there's a lot of businesses or organisations, not-for-profits as well, trying to get the balance between being commercial and having an, an a ongoing concern, um, viable, um, financially viable concern, but getting that fitted with, uh, fitting with, a, with a, being a purpose-driven organisation and being true to their purpose. So it's really interesting to hear. Yeah. And I think, I think what's happened also through COVID, and you'll see a lot more of this going forward, people are re-looking at what they want out of their employer and their job and, and you know, what they do for work. And um, there is, I think you're going to see a lot more people making decisions about where they work and what they do based on the purpose of that organisation. And we're seeing it already. Um, and not only what, but then living that purpose and actually having, it's fine, you can't just say this is our purpose and then go and operate over here. You have to have the rigor and the structure in place that enables you to um, make sure that you what you're doing delivers on that purpose. Otherwise, it's just it's actually probably worse than not having a purpose at all. So, I think you're going to see very interesting times going forward where if companies are not clear on their purpose and they don't live that purpose, good people will will leave, and and they should. Really interesting. Mm. I think the other thing there as well is is possibly how people um, who are purpose led and how businesses who are purpose led how they then express um, that ethos and, and how they do that through their brand as well. You know, Definitely. it's good to kind of behave and have have those principles in place. Yeah. But how do you ensure that your customers kind of understand exactly? at the core of your business yeah and i think that's often a hard thing because most most people don't like to shout things from the rooftops you know most people that are, are in businesses that are purpose-led tend to be in my experience fairly humble type of people you know and they just you know they're very well-meaning they do a good job and they don't shout it from the rooftops so marketing's then key because you've got to get that message out there do you know what i mean if you don't tell people how do they know so i think that's very important here and um 
yeah, well, certainly that's 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 what we've done with with yourself. Especially considering your partnerships as well, you're wanting to connect and engage with the right kind of people and, and yeah. those partnerships with the, with the right kind of businesses. So. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think you know what I, we, we've because we've been going for a while now. Um, we do have you know organize our clients and our candidates do know what we stand for, and we've been very consistent around that. So again. It does. It takes time. You you can't do this overnight, from my experience. You know that sense of building up trust. Um, it, it takes a lot of time, and it's often the little things. You know, it's the do, doing those little things that you commit to. It's um, you know, in our business, it's it's little customer service things which are key, or it's the events that we hold that are aligned to our purpose and things like that. So true. Um, one more question before we, one more area to explore quickly. Um, you mentioned ESG, environmental, social and governance, um, and wanted to ask you about that and diversity and inclusion and how you see that playing out as we go forward, I suppose, in your organisation and in the, mar- in the market more broadly. Um, well, I'm very passionate about both those areas and I, if I take ESG first, um, to me, this is it's the number one thing that's going to be f- affecting everybody's lives now and into the future. You can see it happening already. Um, I actually think that a lot of companies are leading in this area um, more than um, the federal government, for example, um, which are following. So you know, if I think about what we do, as a, um, you know, we recruit finance people, so CFOs, finance controllers, and a lot of CFOs are leading their businesses in this area, and we're encouraging them to do that. So often the sustainability function is increasingly coming under the CFO. So that's a fabulous opportunity for CFOs to lead in what's a critical area. I think for business generally, the opportunities and for Australia are unbelievably good. You know, it's a really interesting time, but you've got to jump on and get involved, um, is, is my view. And um, so we're we're strongly advocating for the finance community and CFOs to lead in this area and to get involved. So um, there's lots of changes coming. And so it's a huge area, I think, and with huge opportunity. And diversity is another one. You know, if you look at Australia's probably a couple of years behind what's going on in Europe, for example, Europe tends to lead on some of these areas. Um, And diversity um, in lots of forms is another really big area. So it's actually, given the, the low unemployment rate and the challenges finding people, a lot of these areas, the opportunity is sort of now because um, you know, there's, there's pools of really capable, good people um, that are there and companies just need to be more flexible and adaptable in terms of how they um, engage with those people. And, and I think, again, there's huge opportunities there. So um, you can see that coming, yeah. Mm, that's really interesting. Mm. So is there anything else before we wrap up that comes to mind that you know, on the topic of marketing for good or um, being a purpose-led organisation like to share? Um, well, I think, I mean, the, for me, we've invested quite a lot in marketing over the last number of years. Certainly, um, it's, it, you know, and I see it as an absolutely key part of our business so it's an investment it's an investment in what we stand for and, and our purpose is key in that so but it's also been a very strong investment in the growth of our business and what i've noticed is you don't necessarily see the immediate tangible results from that but it builds over time 
And then it becomes that momentum that comes from that is absolutely fabulous. So you need to be doing a number of different things and investing in those and not expecting them all to show an immediate return next month or what have you, but you build on it. And then that return, and we've seen that over the last few years, um, just comes back to you time and time again. Um, and I'm, um, you know, it's a very the investment we make in marketing to support our purpose and to support our business generally is very, very important to me. And it's been very important to our growth. Thank you. What a lovely note to finish on. <laughs> oh, it's been great to have you in our podcast. Thank you. We really enjoyed hearing about the business and your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wish you the very, very best going forward. Well, thanks so much to all of you. Thanks, Stephen. Okay. As you have learned from this inspiring conversation with Stephen Moyer, your values and purpose not only have the ability to resonate through your business, but to make it a better, more successful and more profitable one. Refining your values and purpose is the first step, but putting them into strategic action can prove to be challenging. Allowing your values and purpose to resonate through both your internal communications among staff and stakeholders and your external marketing efforts with your customers is essential. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals have extensive experience elevating businesses to live their purpose and values through and through. Connect with us today to see how we can help you live true to your purpose and values and market better, or as we like to say, for good. We really like working with clients who want to meet their purpose, grow their purpose in anything where marketing can add to people's quality of life or, as we say, marketing for good.